You are now entering the Brightness. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello. Hello. You're on the bright side with Kevin and Jason, your weekly comedy about tragedy. I am your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm your other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. I feel like I'm just <laughs> Kevin Held, and every week you've got some kind of crazy... Do you do you hate your name? No, I love my name. Is that... Okay, because I feel like you're always trying to jazz it up somehow. No, I'm just having fun with my name. All right, so it's not because you hate your name. No. It's, or you feel like you're better than me. No. You are better than me, but let's let that go. Okay, this You're got better real than me weird. in every way. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everyone. <laughs> you are better than me in every way. What did you do today, Jason what, T. Gaffney? I did a lot of pre-production for the next movie. That's what I'm talking about. I did as little as I could possibly do before getting here almost on time. Well, we actually did do... A uh, couple interviews for the Big Gay Fiction podcast. Yeah, that was fun. And uh, it's always fun to do media. Thank you, uh, <laughs> Will and Jeff, for having us on the air. Yeah, that was awesome. So if you uh, follow our podcast, please go and follow the Big Gay Fiction podcast, and very soon you'll hear our voices because God knows you can't be getting enough of that. Exactly. In your life. Yeah. So yeah, thank you, Jeff and Will, for having us on the show. It was really, really fun. It was a rollicking, like hour-long interview. It was good times. So. Oh, it's great. There's tons of there's tons of Deep, deep stuff that you'd never know about us Absolutely. if you don't go on and listen. Yeah, so Jason go listen. has depths that he lets, <laughs> sometimes he lets people plunge his depths. I'm like one of those fish that with a little light on it. <laughs> That's how deep <laughs> I Terrifying? <go>. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> you are like that. Yes. Cold and deep and terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> and sounds like that. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Anything else going on? Uh, get Ramping up pre-production and stuff? Pre-production for Out of Body is in full swing. I've been decking my house out for Halloween only a mere three or four months later. It's pretty crazy. So the <laughs> next feature film that Jason and I are going to do together uh, has a Halloween. Uh, it takes place at Halloween time. It is. It's a Halloween movie. So I walked over here in the middle of January, and the first thing I see is, like, bats on the wall. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, that's cool. Nothing says... New year, new me, like bats on your walls. God, I hope they don't say anything. God, that'd be terrifying. (laughs) Do they talk to? You would be that kind of person. You don't just make, like, construction paper bats and put them on the wall in an installation. They probably, you've taught them how to do things. Well, we did feel out where they wanted to be. (laughs) We did put them up and rearrange them. I see the bats told you. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a feng shui. Well, yeah, like, all my art speaks to me mm-hmm. i'm insane we already knew this yeah so yeah but that's why i make good art you're you're hearing things and Sc- screwed up people make great art all of the things you paint with all the colors of the wind really basically oh, god i wish i could be as awesome as pocahontas we all do she's awesome <laughs> <laughs> all right well, I'm, but i'm glad so yeah pre-production How- ramping up uh we've also i'm very excited about what's coming up in early february yes for those of you who may or may not have missed the past couple episodes, first, go back and listen to them. You're going to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Second, uh, we are going to be in Palm Springs. With for, our movie. With our movie Analysis mm-hmm. Paralysis. Uh, and on February 1st, you can do a meet and greet with us at the... Uh, Camelot Theater. Yeah, the Palm Springs Cultural Center. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, there's a Q&A mm-hmm. where we will talk about the movie and so, how we felt. 
And people can go to eventbrite.com and yep. look for analysis paralysis to find out all the information about when the screening is Indeed. and when it's running. Is that right? Yes. And they can also go to our Twitter at BrightsideKNJ where a link will be live Great. for you to find out where you can get tickets. Fantastic. Come see us. We want to meet you. a couple of tweets down. Speaking of tweets, do we have anything to talk about? Yes. All right. Before we get to everything, what do I, I, I have a feeling because I was very invested in this one. Yes. So I want to talk about what we've got here. This poll blew all of our other polls out of the water. That's right. It's a poll, and it's very important. It's a very, very big poll. It's possibly the most important poll of, of our, lifetime. our lifetime. Yes, true. I asked. Which pair of pants do you prefer? Mm-hmm. Well, if, if, if the premise is that uh, history is just different ways to wear leather pants, right? which pair of pants is right for you? And the two choices were lederhosen with a little beer emoji, since, mm-hmm. you know, German and beer. Oh, I know why. And then chaps sure. with a little cowboy emoji, which I didn't know existed, and now I'm using all the time. Because <laughs> you, I can testify to that. A happy cowboy emoji. Yep. I fucking love cowboys. They're so hot. And now you know that there's a cowboy emoji you can I use. literally will, like, wake Matt up in the middle of the night dressed like a horse so that he can just ride me like a cowboy. Good Lord, <laughs> that went a direction. No, I don't okay. really do that. No, I I'm, dream of I'm, it, though. I'm completely sure you do. Okay, so later, Hosen yeah. got a whopping 33% of the vote. Okay. And okay. a resounding 67% of the vote yeah. was chaps. That's... That's what I voted for. That's what I also voted for. I okay. love lederhosen. I think it's really sexy, and I think it's extra Do sexy you? when people don't wear a shirt with lederhosen. Okay, sure. I can like, see that. That can get me going. Uh huh. But chaps. They show butts. They sure do. And you know, I am a connoisseur of butts. Yeah, you are indeed. I You're love butts. An aficionado. Yeah, I. Yeah, all butts are beautiful. Yeah, every shape and size are beautiful. Okay, and chaps just. Show them off. That's right out there for you. Yeah. All right. So we know where you stand. Yes. I'm going to go. I had to go with chaps as well. So yeah. thanks for everybody who engaged with that poll. It was a resounding. The answer is chaps. Yes. Yes. But I I thought it was going to be a, a, a more of a blowout. It was a blowout, but I thought it was going to be like 97 to 3. So good on you, yeah. later hosen. Nice showing later hosen. Yeah. Yeah. Danke. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to get to everything today. Uh, before we do... Uh, I want to talk about a bright spot. Yeah. Can we talk about uh, what's great in the news this week? Bright up my life. This has been a tough week. Yes. The transgender ban on service members went into effect uh, by a 5-4, what a surprise, margin at the Supreme Court. Yep. Uh, and that uh, sucks, and there's no bright side to that. No. And there's a lot that's not exactly going right right now. Right. So our bright spot is completely something that is. I'm, all right? I'm all about it. It is related to the government shutdown that is in that has just entered its second month. Yep. So fantastic. The bright spot this week is a man named Yasin Teru. Okay. My apologies if I'm I'm not pronouncing that correctly. Uh, he is a Syrian refugee. Okay. Who lives in Tennessee and runs the restaurant Yasin's Falafel House in Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm already excited he, about this. He's a refugee who is known in the area. Now his 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 restaurant was voted the nicest place in America last year. Yasin's what? Falafel. What? Yeah. So that's just the environment of the place. So it's actually no surprise that what he's in the news for this week is he is giving furloughed federal government workers free meals. For the extent of the shutdown. That's wonderful. And he's well known in his community in Tennessee to be uh, so kind. He also made news another time 
in 2017 at a local candlelight vigil. Yes, and Teru was there. Okay. And there was a man standing nearby shouting about to the crowds about how immigrants were uh, stealing American jobs. Right. And instead of meeting that kind of bile with his own animosity, right. uh, Mr. Teru talked to the man, offered to buy him dinner at his restaurant, and has even since offered the man a job at his restaurant. Um, and is that kind of person who meets that kind of venom yep. with kindness. And because of things like that, and because of his kindness in offering free meals to the furloughed workers while they are out of a job, he is our bright spot this week. Yasin Teru, thank you. Thank you very much. That That is a great bright spot. I think because, so, too. Uh, He's just a freaking wonderful guy. Yeah, I love it. Now... Let's move on to something completely different. What are we talking about today, Jason T. Gaffney, as we move into the tragedy part of the Bright Side with Kevin and Jason? What you got for me? All right. Wild makeup. Uh, hmm. Finding the Lord. Okay. <laughs> Scam artists. Okay. That's right. All right. We're going to talk about the bakers. the bakers. Is it the bakers? It's the bakers. Fuck yes. Yes. Oh, she did have insane makeup. Oh, I love this. All I know is like, there's life sin and I'm a sinner. Yeah. And that's all I know really, <laughs> because I, I know, okay, there was a sex thing and tell me all about it. Yes, there's yeah. a lot. All right. So Jim Baker and Tammy Faye Baker Tammy were Faye. basically the number one televangelists of their day. Okay. Their Christian-based empire would be riddled with scandal and heartache. Yes. Yeah, talk about a soap opera. Oh, we're going to get so, it's going to get real up in here. Terrific and we're making friends with the Christians again this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love it. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, there are some demographics we don't need to hold on to. Yeah. <laughs> well, real Christians know that we're not talking about them because real Christians actually preach love <laughs> and acceptance. So, great. Good. We're just getting rid yeah. of the hypocrites. Good. Yeah, That's exactly. Fine. Fuck them. So, okay. Before we get to the meaty stuff, yeah. let's go back to how it all began. Please. All right. James Orson Baker. Mind you, Baker with two Ks. Sure. B-A-K-K-E-R. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're missing one. <laughs> <laughs> he would be born on January 2nd, 1940. Mm-hmm. And his former wife, Tammy Faye Baker, would be born on March 7th. 1942. That is sophisticated. She was already his former wife when she was born. <laughs> Damn. She came out of the womb with the divorce and annulment and That's all that stuff. Amazing. She, she is was, a beast. Yeah. So Tammy was born to a family of preachers, Rachel and Carl LaValle. Sure. Which I fucking love that name. <laughs> they used to be related to Frankie Valley. Sure, maybe. Yeah. All right. So her parents. <laughs> Tammy. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> so, okay. Sorry. Carl and Rachel were married. They had Tammy. Mm-hmm. They would divorce shortly after her birth. <gasps> divorce? I know. Her mother would find herself distancing herself from the church because she didn't like preachers after that. <laughs> she was still, like, religious, but she didn't like preachers. She sure. was like, I divorced a preacher because preachers suck. Yeah, one preacher really fucked me. Yeah. I mean, literally fucked me. Yeah, it was literally. It's fine, though, because we were married. It was consensual. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, But I'm kind of over it now. But he's a dick. Now I'm going to try for maybe a longshoreman. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What? 
I love that. Okay. <laughs> so James, however, was not born to preachers, but he was still in like a religious family. As okay. he went to the North Central University, which is a Bible college, okay. which I still don't understand the meaning of. So I'm guessing it's just a religious school. Is it like a Bible college? Is it yeah, like an Ivy League? They're like the Bible colleges or like the Ivy League. Like, well, I don't think it's dumb. a football distinction. That's what the Ivy League is. It's about sports. Hello. I thought it, Ivy League just meant like you're better than everyone. No. Well, it does, but also, <laughs> I mean, it's what it's become in parlance to me, okay. but really it's a football designation. Oh. Yeah. That's the league. It's a sports league. Well, the more you know. Yeah. Do, I didn't do, do, study do. that. But the Bible colleges, they're not really known for their sports so no. much. <laughs> they do a lot of carpentry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hammering this for Jesus. Oh, that's funny, because I'm nailing this for Jesus. <laughs> Sexual tension is high on that campus. Yes. From the few very religious universities I've been to, I've noticed that. You know, full disclosure, Jason T. Gaffney and I met at a Christian university. Yes, yes that's we true. Did. We worked on a student Aww. film at APU, Azusa Pacific University, yeah. uh, which is a Christian college. I didn't know it until like the second week of filming. Right. I got really confused when we prayed the first day right. of filming, and I was like, I don't understand why this is happening. Uh, you did, yes. And And Kevin says to me, their logo is a cross. And I was like, no, it's not. It's a it's window. It's a window. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Yes, I remember. <laughs> you didn't like, show it to me again? I was like, no, it's a cross and you're an idiot. And I was, well, yeah. <laughs> yes and yes. <laughs> so. Um, but a wonderful idiot. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so wait, are you Tammy Faye or am I Tammy Faye? Um, I, I don't, I can't tell. She seems like a top. <laughs> <laughs> okay so all right they would meet in 1960 at the university uh-huh. and about a year later on april 1st 1961 they would ditch college and get married <gasps> they're dropouts yeah they would then head over to evangelism oh good yeah what a nice destination they're like we gonna be crazy christians we gonna pray to god all day i love that we dropped out of college what can we do yeah i know (laughs) lead the masses (laughs) over the next few years they'd have two children Mm -hmm. tammy sue nicknamed sissy baker sure and jamie charles nicknamed jay baker (laughs) And then, after they were done popping babies out, they would enter the ring as televangelists. Okay. They're like, we can do this. All right. They would team up with Pat Robertson. Oh, good. And his Christian Broadcasting Network. What a great time. And start with a show called Come On Over, where they interviewed people and had puppets. <laughs> to Jesus. Come on over to Jesus. Yeah. Basically, we have salsa. We are doing fondue over here. And puppets. And puppets. And uh, sure. the show was geared towards children. Oh. And uh, and it had songs and stories, and it was well-received. Oh, great. So it's like the H.R. Puffin stuff of Christians? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's the H.R. Don't Touch That Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so before uh, long, Jim Baker would become the host of the 700 Club, mm-hmm. which would lead to his creating the PTL Club in 1974. Okay. I'm going to say that that is Pirates Tan Lightly. <laughs> <laughs> we will definitely get to what it stands for in a second. Okay. So, <laughs> Fine, don't tell me now. <laughs> uh, basically, Jim met with Ted Turner, uh-huh. uh, who was a media god back then. Sure. Yeah, no, Ted Turner is huge. He founded CNN. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Huh? I, I think so. He married Jane Fonda. Oh, he's Jane Fonda's boy. <laughs> 
I know Jane Fonda's boy. Yeah, I know who Jane Fonda is. She's more important than he is. He's not. He's not Jane Fonda's boy. Yes, he is. <laughs> they were like six. He was like sixty when they got married. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he that she was still his sugar mama. Well, sure. Anybody married to Jane Fonda is going to be Jane Fonda's boy. That's for yeah, sure. or should I, be. Yeah, should should definitely be treated that way. Yeah. So basically, Ted Turner and Jim wanted to create a Christian version of the Tonight Show. <laughs> and <laughs> here's Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so th- that's like basically Jim's dream, right? He's sure. like, we gonna do this. Okay. They started with one station in North Carolina. Where Wait, they made this thing? Yeah. <gasps> What's it called? Well, we're gonna get there. What channel is it on? I, no, what time? When does it air? Wait a minute. I want to see it. No, it's mm. no longer happening. Oh, damn it. So in, it happened in North there Carolina. Goes my hope of stand up on the Here's Jesus show. No, well, they would never have allowed someone who likes fornication with the men. Fine. Two reasons I can't do it. Yeah. So, all right. So they basically started in one station in North Carolina mm-hmm. where it was filmed, right? And okay. before long, it was spreading all over the nation. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. PTL stands for, what did you say? Pirates Pirates Tan tan Lightly. Yeah. Okay. It's not that? So it stood for Praise the Lord. Oh, of course. Or. Or. People That Love. Or. Yeah, it really was an or. You can't call a TV show or. It was. Friends or Six White People. (laughs) <laughs> you can't do that. That's weird. It's, it sounds like when sitcoms are like translated for foreign audiences, <laughs> right? Like instead of Frasier, it's just like two effete brothers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wonder what the bright side with Kevin and Jason gets translated to. Uh, good news with, with two white gays. <laughs> <Dude>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, okay. It's got two different names. I saw this, I swear to you, on many websites, including, like, legitimate websites. That seems super weird to me. It is super weird. You would like to, like, consolidate your brand. You wouldn't want it to have one product to have, like, it's, a bunch of names. Exactly. It's, it's like, did you watch the Praise the Lord show? No, I watched no, the People That Love. I was too love. busy watching People with Who Love. Yeah. What? People That Love? People That Love. No! 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 <laughs> people That Love? You can't say People That Love. It should be people who love. Okay, these guys are not the sharpest tools in the shed no. that we're dealing with. No, they so, are not. You know. Is it a problem that my biggest problem with them is their grammar? Well, it's going to be your biggest problem for now. We'll get, okay. we'll get a little bit bigger. Oh, are you going to give me more stuff to worry about with them? Yes. Uh, let's get to that. All right, so fun fact about the show. When it was first created, mm-hmm. it was not Jim and Tammy who hosted it okay. originally. It was Jim and Uncle Henry Harrison. Oh, no. Yeah. The nickname was Uncle Henry. Tammy would eventually replace Uncle Henry, and he would be stuck on the sidelines as an announcer. (laughs) That's great. Like, she totally all about eved him. I know. (laughs) They probably just used her for, like, a couple of segments, and then they were like, have you heard about this, Tammy Faye? Yes. So, the PTL club would later be called the Jim and Tammy Show. Oh, they had finally gotten started, but they weren't going global quite yet, and they wanted to be all over America. They're okay. like, we want to be everywhere. Was it daily, weekly? I think it was daily. Okay. So Jim created a satellite network so he could buy airtime on other networks to get his show all over the place. Okay. But once he started doing that, he still didn't have money to like afford all the things. Mm-hmm. So he started asking viewers, like he would branch out get a bunch of followers and viewers, Mm -hmm. and then he would ask them to help fund the show by giving money every month, thus becoming PTL Club Partners. And uh, they changed the name once again to People That Loan. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) that that was the name of the club, People That Loan. Yes. And the money would come. Sounds like it worked out okay. And it came in a big way Mm -hmm. all over the place. It Mm -hmm. just came everywhere. Yeah. 
so basically people are throwing money at them, right? Okay. And more than just cash. They legit were sending mink coats, rings with diamonds in them, and deeds to shit. Like, just I out of the goodness of their heart. Yeah, they're like, I'm, and I, 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 I'm sorry, I don't, I believe in a lot of causes. Mm-hmm. I'm never sending someone the deed to something. Yeah. As like money. That's amazing. Like, you, you, either these people are really rich or they are so duped into believing into this. Like, I'm thinking that they're not all really rich. Right. So, okay, before long, Jim and Tammy were multimillionaires uh-huh. and were being seen in 13 million households every day Hi. across America. Okay. All right, so because of the amount of money that they were getting, the expensive shit that they were buying and wearing, mm-hmm. like they're getting all this money and then they're buying all this expensive shit, mm-hmm. there were some critics out there that started noticing that. No. And they started calling the network the, quote, Pass the Loot Club. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It's better than mine. People that loan Pass the Loot. It's in the same vein. You're sure. Not, you're yeah, not far yeah. off, right? Yeah. Okay, so Jim Baker was also obsessed with Walt Disney. Oh. He loved what Walt had done with creating a theme park in addition to his empire. Oh. Into the Walt Disney Empire. Oh, no. So Jim had a thought. Oh, no. You know, which is wild. I hope he doesn't have this thought. He thought it would be amazing if he were to found the Christian version of Disneyland. Sure. Yeah. He did it, too, didn't he? The idea of Heritage USA was born from this. That is the place. I couldn't remember the name of it. That's the place. And it actually exists. Not anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. So he would buy 2,300 acres of land in Fort Mill, South Carolina, to found this hotel slash water park. Water park, with the emphasis on arc. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Come be Noah for a day. Oh, my. Don't be a Noah, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. So, you know, sometimes you can go to, like, a Six Flag, you bring a Coke can, and and you get in for free, right? But in this case, you bring, like, two animals, and you can get... (laughs) (laughs) I like that. So, all right. I want to make it clear to our listeners that I have no problem with people seeing something mainstream and enjoying it and wanting to make a version of that that reflects their views. Okay. Right? So, Noted. like, if, if you want to have a Christian theme park, that's your right, and go do it. Oh, good. Can I... I should leave now? <laughs> what I do have a problem with, however, is the way that he did it with the money and the deception and the deceit and the corruption. So tell me about the deception and the deceit and the corruption. What do you mean? So basically, he would hold another telethon slash fundraiser to make this theme park happen, right? Mm -hmm. He asked his followers to give him $1,000 each. Okay. If they sent him $1,000, they would get a lifetime partnership. They would Just get they a, could go there for free. Basically, yeah. They would get a three-night stay at the giant hotel, Heritage Grand Hotel, every year. Okay. If they gave $1,000. I see. Now that's, that's a pretty good deal. It is a great deal, and it's and I don't have a problem with that. So you just have to get yourself to South Carolina yeah, yeah. once a year, and then you and you you still have to pay to get into the water park, but you what? get the hotel for free for three days. What? Yeah. The biggest issue was that his hotel had only five hundred rooms. Okay. They would sell sixty six thousand lifetime partnerships. You're kidding. And me. as a result, they would not have enough rooms in the hotel to house all the partners for three days every year. You're kidding. I am not. They, they got 66,000 people to yes. give $1,000? Yes. That's $66 million. Yeah. Well, you could, build, you could build a hotel with that. You could build a bigger hotel that would Probably house everyone, <laughs> and then you wouldn't everybody. be an asshole. Well, that, right. Yeah. Okay. But that was not what they wanted to do, right? Wow. Well, right. How do they fix that problem? Well, they never did. They uh, just didn't build the hotel? No, they built the hotel, but they just didn't make it bigger for people. They were like, we'll figure it out. God has a way. But did they? No. Okay. So, 
I'm starting to see the deception and the yeah, yeah. corruption. Sure. So, in fact, in 1986, mm-hmm. six million people would visit the Christian theme park, and it was the number two theme park in America after Disney. Whoa. It beat everyone else. Wow. The first major scandal for the family would break in 1987. Okay. Jim had uh, just given the green light for the new ministry center that he was calling the Crystal Palace. Oh, yeah. Which you got to love that name. And I the do. building was going to cost $100 million. Okay. Now, I have heard many people say, it's your money, you do what you want with it, all that stuff. And I do agree to an extent. Mm-hmm. But there's a part of me that gets really frustrated with the hypocrisy of some Christians out there who get a lot of money and then spend it on things to make more money and don't actually give back to the communities and the poor the way that Christians are supposed to. Oh, 100%. I mean, we're just talking about people who are taking advantage poor people's money yeah. and then enriching themselves. Exactly. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's 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 beyond shitty. Right. That is horrible. So, and they can say is... all they want to about like right. like furthering God's message on earth and blah blah blah. But once you start saying you give us money and rewards will come to you. Right. Because God will give them to you. You know, you've crossed a line. Right. And that's what they did. Right. <laughs> so before the Crystal Palace could really start happening, though, mm-hmm. uh, Tammy Faye would have a mental breakdown. Oh. Yeah. People in the organization at this time knew that Tammy Faye had a prescription pill addiction. Oh, dear. But what happened was out of this world. Okay. So the chief security man would be quoted saying, quote, they left me in the house alone with Tammy, and that's when she started hallucinating. Oh. And I couldn't believe I'm there by myself with this lady, and she'd taken her clothes off, and Tammy didn't do that kind of stuff around me. We all knew she had some prescription drug problems. Holy crap. Like, she legitimately just lost her fucking mind, just yeah. tripped naked, and it's so hallucinating. It's like and the pressure of everything is getting to her. Yeah, and I mean, here, like, I think she sees the stuff that they're doing and sees yeah. that it's not great. Hmm. Jim and Tammy figured out that this was going to leak eventually. Like, the, the internal organization knew about it, and people mm-hmm. were respectful enough to not leak it. Right. But eventually someone was going to leak it because they've gotten so big, and right. people were looking for this kind of stuff on them. They're looking for this dirt. Okay. So they decided to make a pre-recorded video message for all the followers and listeners out there talking about her addiction and how she was getting treatment for it now. Really? Right? So she would talk about how she didn't know that you couldn't mix over-the-counter drugs with other drugs. And, uh, what, what? What do you, oh. She's like, I didn't know that I couldn't take this Oxycontin with NyQuil. Oh that, my god. Yeah. Sure. And I'm glad that she would go get the help that she needed afterwards sure. and all that stuff. But I, you know, this part here, this kind of strikes to the heart of the, of the thing that, that, that I think is going to be a theme with this one, which is like, we've taken horrible advantage of you. Our, our followers, our listeners, and right. blah, blah, blah. But Christ forgives. Right. So, Definitely do keep sending the money. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we are going to really, really work hard on ourselves internally. We're going to recommit ourselves to Jesus. Right. And uh, But just don't stop sending the money. Yes. Uh, you know, because Jesus forgives. And if you can't, then you're not a very good person. So exactly. send the money. And uh, while I work on this, because Betty Ford is expensive. <laughs> yes. So that that's essentially what they were doing with this video. Mm-hmm. They're like, I'm going to get treatment. It's going to be fine now. Basically, they jumped all over it in an attempt to save the faith of their viewers, right? And mm-hmm. to be like, 
everybody falls off the wagon, everyone struggles, and sure. God tests us, and this is all a part of God's plan, right? Got it. And to a degree, it was nice to see them supporting each other. It was rude seeing them still being like, but still support us. Yeah. You know, utilizing this to get more money and stuff. Exactly. You know, <laughs> here's the thing. The support faded quickly, however, okay. when a local newspaper, the Charlotte Observer, okay. would publish a piece publicizing that Jim Baker had actually had an affair six years earlier with Jessica Hahn, who was a young church secretary. There it is. Jessica would tell the newspaper that when she was 21 years old, mm-hmm. Jim sexually assaulted her oh. in a Florida hotel room. Baker, after the incident, would then pay Jessica more than $350,000 from the ministry to keep quiet about the whole thing. Oh, so, okay, well, f- this is nice to see, okay? Uh, it's not nice to see. The nothing nothing about that is good, but it's nice to see that people were, like, at least shocked by this, like, appropriately, like, wait right. a minute, the money I paid you is when- going to pay off a person that you sexually assaulted? Right. Hold up. So, somehow the hush money became exposed, and then she was able to talk about it, because she wasn't supposed to go live with it because she got paid off. This is ripped from the headlines, isn't it? Right. So Jim would later release a book called, quote, I Was Wrong, Mm -hmm. um, where he would claim... (laughs) Sure, uh, if I did it. (laughs) And uh, he claimed that the sex was consensual, but to most people... Then how were you wrong? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, for having sex outside of marriage. Of course. So... Most people, though, after hearing Jessica's side of the story, mm-hmm. uh, were more convinced that it was rape. Jeez. He took full advantage of her, hashtag me too. Wow. She, however... Right. Kept- He's a person that's in in power and is in control of this like media empire now and she's the church secretary also like the fucking voice of god right for people like like a preacher and how you gonna say no exactly and your boss yeah also and uh she basically kept saying over and over again like it's not rape i don't want to use that word but i didn't really give consent all right so jim saw the writing on the wall right Mm -hmm. and he went to jerry falwell uh, another televangelist good uh, and asked him to run uh, PTL and keep the machine running until they were able to get things back to normal. Oh, okay. I.e., his wife with the drugs and his sex scandal. Oh, my God. So basically, like, we just needed to blow over. Yeah, they have and, gone off the rails a little bit. Yeah, just a little yeah. bit. So Falwell agreed to this, but when he came on board, mm-hmm. he found out that PTL was hemorrhaging money. Oh, no. They were now losing about $2 million a month. Oh, How? Just from overspending and okay. buying fancy shit for the family. Oh, and my just... goodness. $350,000 here, $350,000 there. Eventually, it adds up to real money. Yeah. So they then would go on to talk about a severance package for the bakers. Yeah, I think we should sever his dick from himself. <laughs> Let's talk about that severance package. So apparently, Tammy Faye would give Falwell a giant demand list for her severance package. You're kidding. For their exit and, and basically for them to never try to come back and take over PTL again. Okay. Like, if you're going to cut us out, here's what we want. Right? Oh, okay. What she wanted was they would still get paid a salary every year. Okay. They would be given two cars. Okay. A house on a lake that was filled with furniture. Now, was this a specific lake they had in mind? No, just, or a, just house on a, also a house on a lake. Yeah, okay. It's a like, house. okay. Tell me more about the ransom. I'm sorry. The severance package? They also wanted a maid for a year paid for. What? They, oh, a maid. A like maid. A housekeeper. Yeah. Okay. And so. I want a house, all the furniture in it, and a person. Yeah. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> yes. uh, 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 uh. That's incredible. She's like, I want money, cars, a house, furniture, a lake, and a person. Yes. We're like, hold up. What was that last one? Yeah. <laughs> I want it all. 
All right. Wow. So Falwell didn't like this. Why not? Uh, and he. Based- Where did he draw the line? So <laughs> which part? <laughs> Where was it too far for him? He's like house. Okay, I'll sure. give you the person, but Money, no house. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> so he's like clearly I can trade in people. Yeah, but I can't do the car. So Falwell actually caught wind of another scandal for the Baker family that okay. really broke him. What was it? Jim was being accused of being a closeted gay man who oh. had had multiple sexual encounters with other men. You're kidding! Wait, okay. Tell me now, was this true or was this just allegations? I don't, I, d- I wasn't able to find we out still if this was true or no, not, but. Alright, then we're just gonna go and say it's true. So, okay, <laughs> so he's, oh. I mean, we, what we do know is that Falwell had a press conference in May of 1987 where he exposed the world to the idea that Jim was gay. He basically called him out, he's like, you should not follow him anymore, he's a gay man. He did? He's terrible, yeah. And so if, if. I mean, I mean, Jerry Falwell is no saint. By and, any and neither Jim Baker, but no. if Jim is or was gay, outing him makes Falwell an even bigger asshole. Using it to destroy his life is yeah. not the nicest thing a person could do. Exactly. Even if even if that person is an asshole, it's like use other things that make them an asshole. That is so interesting, though, because you know, honestly, like they're preaching against homosexuality clearly. Right. So if he is gay, then that is a point like that you could bring up and say, "Excuse me, but actually, right, right. If you you're know, gay and you're preaching against your own kind, that's where I draw the line personally, right. because like a person has the right to." come out at their speed and at their level of comfort right unless you are a politician or a person in power like a christian preacher or something who is actively using your position whatever position that is to preach against or to legislate against or to you know stand against the thing that you yourself are then that is where the the line is drawn for me and then then we can out you right is how i feel about it no that's a legitimate thing it so if it was another gay person doing it, I'd be like, yeah, cool. But Falwell, sure, I mean, who knows? Maybe Falwell, Falwell is gay. Mm. I, I don't, I can neither confirm you heard it nor here. deny. <laughs> um, <laughs> Listen, I never blew him, but I know a guy. <laughs> so is he still alive? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Fair point. All right. So I, You know what? I... I looked up the math. I did the math on my phone, but I'm not going to extend myself to find that out. <laughs> exactly. You don't want that on your search history. I don't need that. So Falwell basically also smeared Tammy for her demands. Oh, my God. He told the world about, like, yeah. her Demand. ransom note? Yeah. Jeez. So to do damage control, <laughs> God, the Bakers decided to go on a publicity tour in May of 1987. Oh, good. That'll be fun. Like, I wanna, yeah, definitely line up for that. So you already know that there's a sex scandal, a drug scandal, yeah. and now there's this shit, too. And yet Jerry Falwell's the bad guy. Right. Jesus. So they would go on Nightline with Ted Koppel. Mm-hmm. Where Tammy would talk about the list of demands that she made. Uh, she then threw... I just said I wanted a person. <laughs> what is so bad? I said I want a person to clean up after me for a year, and or I'm not going. Have you have you seen my makeup? I need help. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so People who are listening to this might not have heard of Tammy Faye. So, I mean, she was basically drag queen makeup all the time. Oh, yeah. Right? And I we're mean, going like... to get there oh, we are? eventually. Yeah. If you if you're out there with a phone or a computer and you you have a moment, just Google yeah, Google just Tammy Faye Baker crying. Try to get one of her crying too. 
<laughs> That'll be your bright spot for today. <laughs> I actually think I, I think the first picture I looked up, she was crying, and I was like, why is she crying? I think it's like a contractually obligated thing that, I, like, with Google, you know, that the first image of Tammy Faye is going to be her weeping in that makeup. Okay, so they went on Nightline, right? Okay. And she would throw Falwell under the bus. Sure. I would too. She is quoted saying, "If quote, I had Falwell on a bus, I'd do the same thing." <laughs> she is quoted saying, "Quote: He asked us what we have felt that after all these years of the ministry of leaving the ministry, what we should have." Mm-hmm. And so, it's like a person, cars, house, <laughs> furniture, lake. Yeah. So Jim, money. Yeah. Jim and Tammy would go on to uh, basically say that they were just negotiating, and you always go big at first to make sure you get what you really want. And $5.7 billion for a wall. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, it's, they basically were like, it's totally normal to request all that stuff. Sure. Um, it was just our first salvo. Yeah. Jesus. They goes out on TV and outs us. <laughs> Like, that's not negotiation, all yeah, right? Yeah, that's rude. Yeah, that's terrible. Wait, we were <laughs> expecting a counteroffer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting him to say half a person. Not my my husband's gay. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I, I want a house, a car, a lake, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> what say you to that? Yeah, your husband's gay. <laughs> 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 a very unique so tactic. A very unique tactic of negotiating. Really, really unique. Okay, so Falwell doesn't know how to negotiate, mm-hmm. and neither do Jim or, or he's brilliant at it. Tammy. We're not sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so okay. Now, because this scandal was coming to light, right? The mm-hmm. government was like, "We should check them out." <laughs> so <laughs> I think he might be gay. <laughs> <laughs> so we should ruin their lives. Yeah. They learned that PTL had basically bought the bakers and the other heads of the organization many expensive things. Oh, what a shock. So, quote from... Wait, the- and they're probably a tax-exempt organization, aren't they? Correct. Oh, Dear. Yep. So, quote from abcnews.com, quote, At one point, the baker's vast portfolio included several homes, a private jet, two Rolls Royces, a Mercedes-Benz, expensive clothes, and an air-conditioned doghouse. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, it's the South. <laughs> I mean, that's the least extravagant thing ab- about it. No. <laughs> yeah. You know it's bad when you just hope the worst about these people is that she's addicted and he's got a secret gay life. <laughs> like, I, I, like, later on in their life, they're like, oh, remember the good old days when it was just I was an addict and you had a secret gay life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then the tax stuff happened. <laughs> yeah. So in 1989, the trials would begin. No. <laughs> I think their trial began a while before that, but sure. So Jim Baker would be tried on 24 different counts of fraud and conspiracy. Fudge. Eight counts of mail fraud. 15 counts of wire fraud. M-A-I-L? No, no, mail, like like postal service. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, one count of conspiracy. Okay. And it would... But no collusion. No collusion. (laughs) It would be a shit show of a trial. Okay. Where at one point, the prosecution would call Steve Nelson 
Nelson to the stand to testify about the Lifetime Partnerships. Oh, sure. Now, Steve Nelson worked for them in the department that sold the Lifetime Partnerships. Got it. And he knew that they had oversold. Okay. And at this, the time of the trial, they had now sold almost 160,000 memberships. What? Well over the amount before that was already like too many partnerships. Like dollars, some yes. craziness. So oh my God. Nelson would... And they've got 500 rooms. Yes. <laughs> For now they've got what, 160,000 families or whatever that are doing... Okay. Yeah. So people would show up having driven from Utah or whatever, and they would find... Pretty ironically, that yep. there's no room at the inn. Yep. But you can stay in the manger <laughs> with the other 400,000 people Wow, who can't get a room. That's amazing. So, yeah. So this is like the opposite of wise men. We're traveling yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> so Nelson would faint on the stand. They did follow a star. They did. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Nelson fainted on the stand? Yes, he fainted on the stand. You from know the what stress. they needed? An yeah. air-conditioned doghouse. Yeah. <laughs> it was too hot for him. The, the hot seat was too hot to exactly. handle. Basically, the stress just freaked him out, oh, and wow. so he passed out in the courtroom. They okay. had to take him to the hospital, and apparently one court audience member said, quote, oh, he's given his life to God. Like he's what? dying right in like front of Like he them. voluntarily <laughs> died? So he didn't have to testify. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just love it. Maybe it was Jim Baker, though. He's yeah. like, Jesus, take the witness. Yeah. <laughs> so Jim actually thought that Nelson died. He thought oh. he had, like, a heart attack. He freaked out. Okay. And actually, that experience, while dramatic, was nothing compared to what happened the next day. Okay. So he's in his attorney's office, right, before going to court. Okay. And he lost his fucking mind. Jim Baker did. Yeah, he legitimately like had a nervous mental breakdown. Okay. He started claiming that the reporters outside looked like giant bugs, and then he crawled under the couch in fear. He then would cry what out... What kind of giant couch was that? I but don't okay. Know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he then would cry out, quote, please don't do this to me, as the feds would put on the handcuffs and feet cuffs. Oh, so he's geez. losing his shit. He's like screaming at everyone. He's just going insane, not yeah. being compliant. Yeah. So the judge ordered a hold on the trial... And until he would become sane. Right. And ordered Jim to be taken to the psychiatric ward. Wow. He would remain there for about a week in the federal prison psychiatric ward before he would get well enough to stand trial again. And if we've learned anything about federally run psychiatric wards, have they gotten any better since Satan in the last hundred years? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> good. That's good. <laughs> so later that year, on October 5th, 1989, Jim Baker would be found guilty of all 24 counts. His sentence- Every one? Every single one. Jeez. Didn't he pray? He prayed a lot. Wow, I guess that didn't work. I know. Strange. Or maybe it did. Maybe it's it was like a backhanded God, blessing thing. Yeah, it's like God yeah. didn't like what he was doing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe God needed God's to plan? teach him a lesson. Yeah. I'm sure there's a way we can justify this. Yeah. So it's because he was gay. Um, oh, got it. <laughs> so his sentence was 45 years in jail. What? And $500,000 in fines. That's almost nothing yeah. compared to sure. 45 years in jail. Right. He just gave them one of their doghouses. Right. So, after serving for a year in jail, his lawyer would appeal his case and say that the sentence was too harsh for what he did, and the judge... Uh, defrauding millions of people, poor people, and ignorant people of their money, and then enriching himself. In back, and not paying back taxes, all that stuff, And yeah. not paying taxes on the things? Okay, it was too, too, so, too harsh a punishment. I'm sure, sure you're going to guess that the judge said, absolutely not, we're not going to lower this, you deserve this sentence, right? No, the judge no, agreed. No, no, they lowered his sentence to eight years, Ugh. but he would get out after five for good behavior in 1994. 
Something about that doesn't really surprise me. He did know what good behavior looked like. <laughs> he knew how to fake good <laughs> he, behavior. He knew, what, he knew how to do good behavior while under surveillance. Sure. Right. So Tammy Faye, however, would not be charged with anything. Okay. Uh, people criticize this, seeing as she was living the lap of luxury as well. They, right. they all find it hard to believe that she didn't know what was going on, which was basically her defense. I'm just a woman. I don't handle the money. I, y- that well, was basically you know, her argument. She could be really brilliant here. She might have been laying this laying this defense for years. She's like, who knew Robitussin was so dangerous? But then, and now all, and now later, she can be like, "Who oh, knew? No, I just got, I just wore things. People yeah. would show up with stuff in boxes. I just put it on my body." Yeah, they just said God wanted me to have this. I don't know where it comes from. Well, the other fun thing is that before Jim got out of jail, Tammy Faye filed for divorce, mm-hmm. and Jim would find out about this via their son Jay. Oh my God, he sent him to like the visitors <laughs> yeah. center, like Jim Mom's Baker found out about you. it, yeah, over a phone. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> With glass in between. Yeah. So after 30 years of marriage, they were divorced on March 13th, 1992. Okay. She would write later on about it saying, quote, For years I have been pretending that everything is all right when in fact I... When? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So basically she's pretending everything's all right when in fact I hurt all the time. I cannot pretend anymore. Wow. And like, honestly... That's probably why she got addicted to all those substances well, because kinda, she was I freaking out. I want to feel bad for her. Yeah. If she wasn't so horrible, I would feel bad for her. You know, <laughs> she. I mean, she did bad things too. Yeah. But she, of all of these people, is the least terrible. We'll get to that in a moment. Yes, agreed. Um, agreed. The most is Jerry Falwell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Tammy would then go on to marry Roe Messner, the man who basically built Heritage USA. He was ah, like the contractor he's dude, the creator. This was very devastating to Jim because, like, they were friends and like. She left him while he was in jail for Roe. So, like, they fell in love while he was in prison. He's all like, you left me for my friend. Wow. Why is God doing this? Yeah, but he kind of did leave her for Jessica Hahn kind of a long time before that. Yeah. And untold other people. Who right. even knows? I love that. I just... it's Once you start being a hypocrite, there's really no end to it, is there? Exactly. You, she never had a sex scandal going on. She got legally divorced and then went with somebody else, and he feels betrayed. Right. From jail. Exactly. Well done, guy. Roe would later be found guilty of bankruptcy fraud in 1996 what? and would be sentenced to 27 months in jail. What? What is it with... She's like... She keeps marrying people who don't pay taxes. She's like and the black so... and white striped widow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't marry Tammy Faye. You'll, You'll end up go in to jail. jail. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. Um, Tammy, later on in life, would be diagnosed with cancer and would eventually die from it. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, however, I think I remember that, yeah. Yeah. However, she was never afraid of dying, and she really did truly believe up until her last breath that she was going to meet God. I hope she did. Interesting side note about Tammy Faye Baker was that she was and might be the only televangelist that was ever pro-LGBTQ. Oh. And she would actually reach out to the HIV uh, slash AIDS groups during the epidemic. Okay. She was one of the few people that actually did do Christian things. That's why I give her a little more benefit of the doubt every now and then, because, mm-hmm. like, she actually did put her money where her mouth was sometimes. Mm-hmm. She still <laughs> looked the other way a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So she's not flawless, but sure. she is hailed but as... her makeup was. Well, she is hailed as basically, quote, the ultimate drag queen. 
Ha! The LGBTQ community were the ones that lifted her up after her messy divorce and got her back on her feet. I see. And drag queens everywhere kind of hail her as a force yeah. of nature. We're like, honey, we've been there. Yes. We've all had a messy makeup day, mm-hmm. like you, which is every day. Or like a messy 30-year marriage. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Oh. <laughs> Hashtag sorry, not sorry. They're like, at least you got a mink out of it. Yeah. Jim, however, once he was released from prison, would decide to take another stab at being a televangelist. Oh, of course, because forgiveness. Sure. Yeah. He remarried in 1998 to Lori Beth Graham, who was also a televangelist, and they would marry after only 50 days of meeting each other. Oh, cool. Yeah. They had a small wedding where everything was free for them and donated because both of them were broke. So they, really? it was in Burbank, California, and they're like, their friends were like, we'll, we'll, we'll get you married. I got married in Burbank, California, but it was not free. Is this all I had to do? You just had to be broke. Is this all I had to do to get a free marriage? Yes. Was years of scandal <laughs> of tax and, fraud and, yeah. and taking advantage of people? I wish I'd known. Yeah. <laughs> Lori had been married before as well. Mm-hmm. Both of their second marriages. Sure. They're both sinners. She got married the first time at the age of 17. Hello. And left the marriage because her husband beat her. Oh. So she had had a rocky life, according to herself. When I, I want her to marry someone else. Can she marry someone other than Jim Baker, who, well, is, who is a serial philanderer and possibly a gay man and is also just out of prison? Yeah. <laughs> Lori, make better choices. Yeah. So before she found God, used to do a lot of drugs and had a lot of sex, resulting in five abortions. Oh, my God. She talks about this openly. Sure. And uh, she found God and changed her ways. All right. After they married, they would go on to adopt five children in 2002. Wow. They were all siblings. In 2003, he would start broadcasting again from Branson, Missouri. Oh, thank God. So, God, uh, we missed him. He, he, we really, he had a very valuable voice. We really need to hear more from him. Well, and he had a whole new concept for a show, right? Oh, really? It was called The Jim Baker Show. He ran commercials this time? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it would star him and his wife, Lori Baker. Okay. She didn't get star billing, though, because every time he gives a woman star billing, they leave him while he's in jail. So <laughs> Every time. <Yeah. laughs> this happens every time. This happened one time. Exactly. So you might be asking. I'm pretty sure it's because I gave her star billing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Take responsibility, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> so you might be asking, how is he able to do this being broke? Yes, I am. What's, what's, how, how I'm, I'm <laughs> desperate to know. So I'm glad you asked. Good. Millionaire Jerry Crawford, who was a uh, PTL partner, mm-hmm. funded Life partner? Him. <laughs> was he a life partner, though? I think he was everything. Did he, yeah. Uh... He partnered a lot of ways. Was he Jim Baker's life partner? <laughs> <laughs> so he funded him because he was repaying Jim for, for Jim saving his marriage a long time ago. Oh, how did Jim Baker save it? I don't care. I don't fucking I don't know. Care. He probably had sex with both of them together and yeah. made them feel good. And like, like, this is what good sex is. Now go ahead. And you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. And then... And, and, and Honestly, that would be great. Save their marriage. I mean, that, what a great job that would be. So, I, like a sex therapist that like helps you explore how to actually be a sex therapist. I fucking wish Jim Baker had gone into sex therapy instead of what he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jim. Well, anyway, <laughs> so he saved their marriage, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know how. Probably he just was like, we... God wants you to be together. But to be fair, we also don't care. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so Crawford bought them an 800-acre plot of land for about $17 million. Okay. And basically created a new mini Heritage USA. Oh, fuck off. But this time without the water park. Ugh. It's just a big hotel. Oh, I see. And a recording studio. Oh, sure. So Importantly. The, the Bakers are slowly buying the land off of Crawford. They own at least 500 acres now. What they do now, instead of asking for donations, is they basically sell end-of-the-world merchandise. Quote from the Charlotte Wait, this Observer. Wait, ha- this is going on now? Yes. 
So, quote from the Charlotte Observer, quote, The stage is often adorned with buckets of food, including tasty pantry deluxe bucket with buttermilk pancakes, black bean burgers, and much more. And In a quote, bucket. In a bucket. Mm-hmm. And fiesta pale with 100 Mexican food favorites like refried beans and taco-flavored vegetarian meat substitute. Oh, they're fucking... Oh, God. They're selling buckets of apocalypse food? Yeah. Fucking Jesus Christ. I was hoping this guy would turn around. He has not. So basically, they would... Every episode, he will be prophesizing the Lord's wishes, right? Of course. And he'll he'll pick a bucket up, and then he'll pitch it to people. No. And and they're not allowed to sell food, however. He's literally a pitch man now. Yeah. Okay. So, But they're not allowed to sell food, right? Because the show is not profit? Because it's a God thing? Sure. So how do they get around this, right? They're not selling the food. They're selling the buckets. And the food just happens to be inside. Well, they can't even sell the bucket. Oh, okay. So, But for a certain size donation, you'll get a gift of X, Y, or Z. Oh, so Jesus. if you give us $100, we'll send you a bucket of Mexican food. How is that okay? It's not okay. It's, not okay. it's basically selling. All right. All right. Yeah, you know, gloves are off now. I was hoping we'd have a nice little redemption story with this one, Jason T. Gaffney, but we are not getting a redemption story. We're getting fucking Jim Baker. Yes, doing we are. the same shit. Yes, we are. All right. So the show is very similar to the old show, right? Yeah. With the exception that... <laughs> Except Don Rickles is dead now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is uh, Uncle Henry or sure, whatever. Sure, sure. No, he died. Uh, well, he's in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. The exception is that he's now dug his heels deep into hatred. As, sure. Like, I mean, he wasn't great before, but now he really has dug into it. Okay. Basically blaming natural disasters on the nation as a punishment from God for our sins, etc. Is it homosexuality? Not, nah. not, not high on the list? Yeah, he's the guy who's like, if we impeach Trump, there's going to be a revolution. And oh, the Christians sure. will kill everyone. Cool, cool. So I'm pretty sure you're thinking, holy cow, how is this thing basically not the same fucking con that he performed when he was younger and gone to jail for it? No, I'm thinking just cow. I don't feel like anything is holy anymore, Jason. <laughs> cow. So, <laughs> so this time they're apparently being super transparent with where the money is going. Cool. The church. Yeah, which they're is- buying the hotel above them, bit by bit, room by room. He's yeah. like, we've got halfway through the fourth floor now. Yeah. So. The church is still a nonprofit, and it's under Jim's name, right? Mm-hmm. But there are four other companies that he runs. However, because he still owes back taxes, his other family members are the presidents. Nothing like a little loophole. So it's totally fine. There's nothing illegal there. Nothing yeah. Nothing immoral. No. Fine. So his big message now is to be afraid of everyone in the world and that everyone is trying to kill us. And the best way to fight that is to be prepared it's by paying him buy for some, the apocalypse. By 150 pounds of tacos. Yeah. Uh, he maintains that he is selling this not because he's trying to make money, but because he, alongside his wife, who agrees with him every episode, that they are, quote, invested in people's survival. Sure, sure, yeah. Which is, you know, fucking hilarious, because if you're really invested in people's survival, you wouldn't be taking people's money. You would just be sending them shit, because money will have no use in the apocalypse. Well, the thing that is incredible, yeah, no, it won't have So why is he giving away all this stuff? You know what, Will? Fucking buckets of refried beans. uh, what's incredible to me is that like they want why if you're in a why if you think that there is a great beyond that all the believers are going to go to why would you want people to survive the apocalypse right why would you want that why you know it's like get get to heaven as fast as possible if the apocalypse comes and i'm assured that i'm going to heaven i don't want to live down here with the zombies right why would i want to live in a bunker with 300 pounds of brisket (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when I could be literally sitting on a cloud with a harp and all of the people I've loved in my life. Yeah. I like the idea of the cloud. 
The harp, that's a little stressful for me. I do want to be stored in the cloud. Oh, that's fun. When I die. Yeah. I want my consciousness to be uploaded to the cloud. And you can just bounce around from site to site. I can go wherever I want. Yeah. That's, that's great. heaven to me. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And you know what I don't need there? Fall well. A 33-pound bucket of mac oh, and cheese is what I don't brisket, need. Brisket, yeah. Yeah. Or fall well. Any of it. All right. I need a bus and Jerry Falwell. <laughs> if I'm going to find paradise on Earth, I'm going to need Jerry Falwell and a bus. So what is the bright side to all of this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like the bright side is going to be that the apocalypse actually does come. No. Like, that's the only thing that's going to fix it. <laughs> okay. So it took me a hot minute to figure this out. <laughs> right? Okay. Okay. So Tammy, first off, Tammy is a beacon out there in the hellscape of hate-filled televangelist <laughs> for speaking the real message of loving your neighbor. Mm-hmm. She actually did love other people. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying she was perfect. Nobody is. But of, of of the televangelists, she was the one who was closest to preaching the message of God. Right. It feels like she had a journey of life that was, like, very selfish until it turned into she actually learned something. Right. And then did outreach and, 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 and garnered true friendships and fostered those friendships. When, and, and she was actually helping people during her, her heyday of selfishness with mm-hmm. the AIDS crisis. So, like, she was okay. still doing good stuff then. But she did even more better stuff afterwards. I see. And so the other thing that I found was uh, Jim Baker received a mostly fair sentence for conning people out of money and using <laughs> the donated money for his own cars and the such. Right. So like that was a big one. Is that like the justice system did take him down? Yeah, that's and he true. did like he did terrible things to people and he did lose everything. Right, because of it. And, so justice was done in that case. Right. Yeah. And. And honestly, the the final thing that I can think of is that most people still see Jim Baker for the con man that he is today. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there's still a lot of people that support him and are throwing money at him. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of conservatives out there that are like, he's learned. It's a redemption story. Sure. And it's like, he hasn't. He's doing literally right, the right. same fucking thing. Well, no, it's a little different because he's selling chicken now. Yeah, okay. So buckets He's not selling lifetime partnerships to three days in a hotel. And no, now he's exactly. selling you a bucket of chicken well, at an oversold price. There is a way to look at that as much better because if you have a promise of a hotel you're never going to get into, you're never going to get that. But you got yourself a bucket of chicken. Right. And you can actually do something with it. And he still owes back taxes. Sure. And he's found a way to not have to pay said back taxes because he still runs a nonprofit. Jim Baker is a shithead. Yeah. That is <laughs> well established. Yes. Well established. But because of the process of justice and because he was held up to be such a bad person and a hypocrite, most people got that message. So right. most people got that message. You know, you can't ever find some perfect world in which he just gets his perfect justice and everybody laughs at him and forever and then he mends his ways and he becomes a saint after that. Right, right. But, like, at least, you know, for the most part, he's a very... I mean, Branson is where entertainers go to die. (laughs) Well, at least, I mean, you know, it feels like... uh, Maybe it's just the rarefied liberal circles that I travel in, but it feels like this doesn't have a giant impact on the the culture. At at least not as much as it did. Right. You know, so I think that that's that's good because, you know, it's not... it's, It's a very hateful message. Yeah. At heart, really. And so, like, that it, that it reaches fewer people, I think, is good. It yeah. Is, it, it is a bright side. Uh, on that, I will say thank you for this crazy story. Yes. Uh, if we weren't so assured we were going to hell already, 
I would be <laughs> I would be worried about it, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, thanks for bringing this to me. Have uh, and thank you everybody for listening. Yeah, don't forget to uh, rate and subscribe. Absolutely. Share with your friends and family. Five stars are always welcome. Yeah. It's really great spending time with you every week like this, Jason. I, I, I do love it. I love it, too. You're a bright side for oh, me. Oh, thank you. You're a bright side. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. The reporters are giant bugs. Just get under the couch. I feel safe now. We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Brightside K and J, and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website, www.thebrightsidewithkevinandjason.com. Until next week, don't forget to look, look on, on the, the bright, bright side. side.